Okay, the neighbors think I'm selling dope, selling dope, selling dope, selling dope, selling dope. Yeah. I don't want no picture with the president. I just want to talk to the man. Speak for the boys in a bando. And my nigga never walking again. Apologize if I'm hopping again. I know these things happen often. But I'm back on the scene. I was lost in a dream as I write this a teen down in Austin. I've been building me a house back home in the South. My won't believe what it's costing. And it's fit for a king, right? Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Gritty Sports Podcast. We're here after a brief hiatus. We were all in rehab. <laughs> For various reasons, uh, Tyler, you can share with if you'd like to. I'm not going to make anyone say it. Mine had to do a lot with freebasing. <laughs> but either way, I'm back and I feel great. I love those heroin cupcakes so much. I just feel so clean. <laughs> and I'm saved. Well, I think that's the colonic. I don't think that was the rehab. I think that was the colonic. <laughs> that, that herbal tea was really cleaning out the innards. I'm actually addicted to rehab. So I, uh, yeah, I was like kind of like going to rehab and feeding my addiction at the same time. So I was in there with him, just enjoying the, the, the help. The, I really enjoyed having a bell next to my toilet. <laughs> my shit, I could just get help, you know, if anything I needed. Wipe my ass! Either way, we're all back. Uh, while I was in there, I had a lot of time to read the old paper. No internet in the rehab area. Very strict rule, I'm not sure why. But Sex addicts, man. Can't, can't control themselves. That's, uh, free porn these days. That, that's something we'll tackle another time. Ruining the youth of America. But uh, I found the thing here in the Winchester Star. Shout out to them, our local newspaper. But they have an out-of-the-past archive section. This one comes from 100 years ago, December the 15th of 1916, Hagers, Hagerstown, Maryland, and it reads as followed word for word. Patrolman L.J. Saylor yesterday evening was called to Prospect Street where he, was, where he found a one-legged man who was drunk. Down and out, paraphrase. Um, the man was absolutely helpless, and the officer was forced to put the prisoner on a sled in order to get him to the station house. Very interesting. Uh, the sight of the officer pulling the sled down the middle of Washington Street created a bit of a stir and a lot of excitement today in town. <laughs> That's I guess, what was coming to the news in 1916. That's I guess, why we have podcasts. Uh, I guess all the hops finally got to the one-legged bastard. <laughs> like, just imagine, like, 1916, you're, like, getting off a, like, nine-hour day of work making, like, three cents or whatever. You're doing. <laughs> and you just see a drunk one-legged man being sled carried throughout the street. Poor <laughs> cop. Yeah, I want to be the drunk guy. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. That's a free ride to warmth. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. I would, I would much prefer that. I, just, I thought that was funny. And one more thing, John, since you work at Martin's, I was at Martin's today. I guess, Nathan, you work there in the, uh, the temporary times of the holidays and what have you. So I, I was into Martin's today, and for whatever reason, I was in a rush, and I picked the worst cart in your goddamn suit. <laughs> it, was, it, it, just, it had no ability to stay right. It would always veer left. It was veering left the whole time. And I was checking the list through the whole thing. I had you know a whole house worth of food. And uh, in the cart, I couldn't get it to you know go straight or go right. It would always keep veering left, veering left. And I was just I was looking at the list going down the aisle, and it just takes a sharp left on me out of nowhere, hits an old lady's cart, <laughs> and she's just like, "Excuse you." 
And I was just like, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm not even in control here, man. <laughs> I have a bad left rib cage as is. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just really sorry. And it's just like, that's a universal thing, though, is just shitty shopping carts. It is. Why are they a thing? They can't cost that much to maintain or just get new ones. The worst possible people that work Luke with Luke Keekly is inactive tonight. Yes. That concussion yes. has got to be god-awful. My yeah. lord. But yeah, I mean, he was bawling his eyes out when it I happened. I know. So. They put our worst workers on the uh, cart line, so they don't give a shit. If it's no. cold, they're not going out there. Okay. <laughs> if it's hot, they're staying out there. <laughs> that means the carts are staying out there. So, technically, by that formula, as long as it's cold, old ladies will be struck by carts. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. And that shopping cart is a hardcore liberal. <laughs> it does veer left very, very slightly. <laughs> kind of like the media. All right. <laughs> We're going to move on and talk about some sports because we are a sports podcast. If you're still listening to us after this long introduction, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into NFL football because this is America and we all love football the most. Yes. So we're going to start talking, uh, talking about that. We're going to talk about the Week 15 recap. Uh, starting first, we'll just get general takes on everything that happened. First, the Thursday night game, the Rams without Jeff Fisher. They played the Seahawks. Does anyone care to take a stab at this game, or are we just going to move on? <laughs> it looked like the Rams with Jeff Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about as much wasn't, as you can go with it. Wasn't, wasn't much of a distinction, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Bad. He's not good. Bad. I mean, he could be good. He's just in I an don't, awful I don't situation. Think so. I don't he did miss a wide open receiver in the first quarter, though. I remember seeing that. In the end zone, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Then again, all of his receivers do have dicks for hands, so mm-hmm. that's. Kenny Britt, dicks for hands. <laughs> I'm a Tavon fan. I like Tavon too, but I think he's better running the ball. Like, he should just transition to like, a really tall ass running back. <laughs> he's not that tall. Skinny as dick. Well, maybe you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember watching Tavon Austin when we went and saw him play JMU. You remember that, right? Yes, he was, the, he, he was like easily... He was like 500 all-purpose yards. Yeah, he was easily the best player on the field. That was when, like, everybody was talking about Geno Smith winning the Heisman yeah. at the time, which oh, was funny. He went on his little, like, five-game span. Yeah. He just dominated. Yeah that, yeah, that was ugly for JMU, but we'll talk about them later in a not-so-ugly fashion. <laughs> They're going to play the Penguins for the national championship. <laughs> and no, I'm not confused. That's just Youngtown State's mascot. Uh, Dolphins and Jets. The Jets just look like shit. The Jets are shit. I don't, I don't think they look like shit. I think they might honestly be our shit. Brandon Marshall put himself on what he called a pitch count, where he can only take limited snaps. <laughs> uh, and then you have Sheldon Richardson Snapchatting before the game saying, fuck this game. I saw that. That, that was, was crazy. Yeah. Hey, That's my kind of guy. <laughs> Well, this is also a guy that likes to ride around with guns, smoking weed with his 12-year-old in the car. But, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not cut hairs, I guess. But the Dolphins, though, very interestingly, 9-5 and five on the year. We'll talk about them a little bit later, though, in Contenders and Pretenders, but they're, they're an intriguing they're, option. They're still hanging and banging, man. Jai, you know, Matt Moore. Maybe, Matt Moore maybe might, be, okay. might be an improvement Four on Ryan Tannehill. Might be an improvement okay. on Ryan Tannehill. He oh. slings that. <clears throat> yeah. Although he did go to Michigan. We won't hold that against him. Next game, we got the Steelers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers come back with uh, eight or seven total field goals, excuse me. Or no, six. I'm doing the math wrong. Six field goals for Chris Boswell, tying a franchise record. He was one away from the all time record as they went 24 to 20. And I, just, I don't want to get too far out of the rhythm, but Jeremy Hill. Is a jackass. He's <laughs> a complete and utter jackass. He's a very mediocre running back, first of all, to start with. Is he a backup? Is he like the. 
Well, him and Gio split it's time. Because he's not good enough to handle the reins himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to ask Josh. You tweeted uh, during or right before the Bengals game that if uh, Burfsit did something to any Steelers player, you wouldn't be responsible for your actions. Yes. Can you give us a taste of what Yeah. And are you ever happened? responsible for your actions? Yeah, and when are you responsible for your actions? Well, my parents are responsible for all my actions. <laughs> they raised me for 18 years. But, I mean, I, I think I only put out one tweet. There's a lot of choice phrases I don't care to get into, but there was only one play I really had a problem with where he just decked Roethlisberger like four seconds after he'd already thrown the ball, and he went down. He got flagged for it, obviously. And then he got up tried to headbutt him. And I'm not going to say that I was upset when he left for a concussion protocol, but I'm not going to say I was joyous either. You guys can draw your own parallels. But when he left the game for the concussion protocol... Uh, it was it was a good time. It, it's <laughs> <laughs> I was happy. Was it nice to finally be on like the winning side of one of his punches? Well, and it wasn't a dirty hit either. Like he no. tried to chop block one of our guys, and our all pro DeCastro guard just went straight down on him. I just think it's better for to see him get injured than an all star yeah. player. From well, and, and Pac Man Jones was a problem as always. He's always running his mouth. Yeah, he hasn't been good since like two thousand eight. That's the bungles, man. That's the bungles. Yeah, he had a show of love to you. He was before the game, but during the game, again, jackass. That's what you, yeah. that's what you need, though, when you're defense. He just, he, he keeps doing shit. <laughs> I mean, they, he did a good job containing Antonio Brown. He didn't have a big day. Ladarius Green played a major role. He got concussed, so that's going to be a whole thing. He has a concussion history, so <laughs> hopefully he'll be okay. He's got the Ravens next week. We'll probably talk about that in the next podcast. But overall, I was really impressed with the Steelers on the road. I know anybody that's really just been paying attention to fantasy football, Ben Roethlisberger's home road splits are just really baffling to me. And Chris Boswell could have won somebody in a semifinal game. He could have. My lord. With uh, those 18 points from a field goal kicker. Ridiculous. That happened to me like three years ago. I was playing Justin Tucker, and I was up by 12, and he dropped like 20 on me. It was <laughs> terrible. Damn kickers, man. I'm starting to like the taco draft more and more. The taco draft. Just Good draft. kickers first round. Yeah. Why not? Either way, like I said, impressive win for the Steelers coming back down in halftime on the road. Big time win. Now we just got to get one more and we're in the playoffs. And Steelers fans, vote hashtag Moats, W-P-M-O-Y challenge, yep. Walter Payton Man of the Year. Arthur Moats. Arthur Moats, money for JMU. Yep. <laughs> Arthur Moats is also a beast. He's one of our old players that's still playing way too many snaps. Still around. Our young guns can't figure out how to either be healthy or play football. Jarvis Jones, Bud Dupree. Um, yeah, Bud Dupree's Not bummer. dropping names or anything. No. Either way, we'll move on from that game. Uh, it was a stressful Sunday, but we came out on top. Uh, we got the Bears and the Packers. The Pack found themselves in a tight one. Anybody catch yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, is Matt Barkley the future of the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I, I mean, saw something like saying his, like, Passing percentage or his uh, like QBR or something these past three yeah. weeks have been up there with like Brady and Kirk Cousins yeah. and Matt Ryan. They've been like, throwing a lot. Like yeah, I will say the pick, the picks are concerning. Yeah, I mean the interceptions are concerning. with any young quarterback you're going to get that. But thirty of forty three for three hundred and sixty yards from a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. a backup backup actually, yeah. because they had Brian Hoyer early on in the year. He's uh he's like smoking Jay before well. Smoking Jay was always awful, so maybe he's just got a brighter future than Jay Cutler. <laughs> well, if anything, this was a guy, and 
I heard this, you know, a little bit on Mike and Mike, but Matt Barkley was a guy, you know, after he was with the Eagles and a couple different teams, he was kind of getting shoved out. You know, most quarterbacks, if they don't perform, they right. kind of get tossed into the rug for the younger talent. Yeah. This gives them an opportunity to maybe have a job as a backup further on down the road. Maybe a, the new Josh McCown. Exactly. <laughs> so if that, I mean, the last couple of games have probably earned him a paycheck. You don't have to play all that well for an entire year for a team to take you as their starter. Well, especially because, not for the Chicago Bears. Exactly. My God. Especially with Jay Cutler probably moving on. But either way, the Packers survive. They go to 8-6. and six. We'll talk about them in uh, contenders and pretenders as well. But you got to like what Aaron Rodgers is doing with a bum leg. I mean, was that – I mean, he definitely let him down the field, but the win was all on Mason Crosby making that bomb field goal. And Ty Montgomery. The defense yeah. has also stepped up big time. They well, have 12 turnovers. They, yeah, they have 12 turnovers since week 12. And they don't have fifth-string cornerbacks playing yeah. in the games anymore. So I'm saying their defense is finally healthy and improving, so. <clears throat> all right. Uh, I'm going to skip Bills and Browns because I don't feel I, like we need to talk about them. I don't think anybody needs yeah, to. The Bills, the Bills ran – they did good. LaShawn McCoy gave me a migraine. Rex Ryan, come be the Redskins' defensive coordinator. Yeah. I heard you got some free time on your hands. <laughs> he should be fired, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I think you'd want like him and his brother. Like, just both like, of them. Yeah, both. Together. They're a Football guys. Like, it'd be like that. Like when they uh, did that on The Office, just like two guys Ooh. doing one job, and then they'd be like an actual competent coach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. All right, we got the Texans and Jaguars. Uh, we'll dive a little bit into this when we're done recapping, just talking about their situation. But pretty much the gist, Tom Savage comes in, balls out, and the Texans win the game that they should have won against the Jaguars, and Gus Bradley gets canned. That was a formality. I feel yeah. bad for the guy. I but mean, four seasons, you win, what, 13 games? Exactly. Get the hell out. You only get a certain amount <laughs> of time to rebuild, and Blake Bortles might be labeled as a coach killer. I'm inclined to believe that. Um, <laughs> I feel like I had, I had so much hope for Blake Bortles. I never liked him. I, 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 I never did. Opinion. I mean, I, I thought he had talent, but... I, I did. I thought he was... just playing in a terrible team. I just thought he had something. But he's not very good. No, not this year. Uh, I'm talking about last year, how I yeah. thought. This year, I, I think he's awful. Well, last year, he was exploding he's off terrible. the page. I mean, making yeah. Allen Robinson look like an but all-star. They all and look trash. Too. Yeah. Yep. Every Jaguar that got picked this year, everyone's regretting that now. Oh, it was... For fantasy. That was some buyer's remorse that was off the charts, man. Especially Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. Nail on the head there. I enjoyed you last year, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We had Eagles-Ravens in a game that really frustrated me because the Eagles could have tied it up, went to overtime. Instead, in Philadelphia tradition, they throw it all the way at the end of the game. That's what we need. The battle of the birds, They went for two, didn't get it, and the Ravens move on to eight and six. Uh, It was a competitive game for anybody that caught it. Uh, I only caught, like, the last, like, three minutes because I was watching the Steelers, but... Uh, really solid effort for the Eagles. They're pretty much out of the picture now. And the Ravens, like I said, they play the Steelers next week for all the marbles on Christmas. So now would you say that going for two there at the end of the game was a bird brain decision? It is in that scenario. <laughs> Josh didn't like going for two. Uh, at the end of the game, I think it's it was a good idea by the Eagles just because they literally have nothing to lose. Exactly. But like, from a Steelers to. fan perspective... No, kick the extra point and beat oh, the Ravens now, for me. So now you say that. Okay, so now, now, you're, <laughs> now you're cool with kicking the extra points. I'm cool with the points when it doesn't involve my team. <laughs> my offense I is mean, fully capable of going at least one for three on two-point conversions, which is all you need to get back to where you were. I, it's simple. I, can, I mean, I guess I could understand that. If you don't trust your offense enough to go for two, then that's, that's on your offense. I mean, I just always was – Thought to take the uh, extra point and try and work it back down the field. 
You don't Shut have up, to. Tyler. <laughs> Be traditionalist. <laughs> All right, moving on to what I thought was the most impressive win, uh, or impressive game and impressive win of Sunday was the Titans marching on up to Arrowhead in negative like eleven degree weather and pulling out the W, winning nineteen to seventeen. Mariota had an awful day. They ran the ball a ton. Ryan Suckup hits the ball, kicks it through the uprights. And they win the game. Yeah, the nice after he got ice. A big win for Tennessee. He missed missed the kick before he got ice, and then he came got out there. Ice, and then he had to go out and kick a cold, hard ball. Eight and six. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, at what point do we consider the Titans at least on the cusp of becoming relevant? <clears throat> Maybe a couple more years. We'll couple see. More. I, I don't know. I, I thought, thought that win was impressive. I think within the next year or two, they could be. They could have some relevancy in the NFL. Because the Chiefs were rolling. Yeah, they were red hot for sure. There was nothing they couldn't do. They could score touchdowns on punts. They have this guy named Tyree Kill who literally came out of nowhere. Half man, half cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, any more thoughts on that game, guys? I, I was just blown away when the, I saw the The resurgence of DeMarco game. Murray has been, that is a very it's been, it's been crazy yeah. to watch. My fantasy team enjoyed that also. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got the Giants and Lions. I thought this was another impressive performance as well. The Giants just continue to surprise me with their like whole team attitude and team performance that they've had going in. They held Matt Stafford and the Lions, who are you know one of the top scoring offenses in football, to six points. Odell Beckham has another highlight reel catch for a touchdown. That Everything was, uh, was that clicking was a, that for the New York Giants, catch. and now they move to ten and four. And take away that Steelers loss, that's a seven-game winning streak that they're on. Um, how about that Odell catch though, where it was so obviously not a catch yeah, at all? That was that. Yeah, you didn't see it. Certain, it, it was literally like, yeah, it like went through. Like he just dropped it. It just went through his hands, went down, like bounced off the ground, like very obviously, and yeah. then just bounced up and landed like behind his calves. And then he, he, he just like the held it. Tank. It was yeah. weird. <laughs> he just like held it there for a second, and then they were like, "All right, yeah, catch." He's been doing his kegel exercise. <laughs> Stay woke, Odell has a man pussy. Stay yeah. woke. <laughs> He's a. Uh, no, you, he, <laughs> you see all those like uh, shirtless pictures he was posting with AB before their. Uh, I didn't know they were shirtless. Their game, yeah, they were shirtless. I'm, I want to see. How <laughs> did I miss that? You have piqued my interest. Yep, oh, I know what I'm doing after this. Um, Colts and Vikings. I don't really have anything to add to this, but the Vikings are dead. I yeah, have one thing to add. Congratulations, Frank Gore, for breaking into the top ten of like most career yards, or what was it total yards or rushing I think yards? It was rushing and congratulations yards. to AP for being a goddamn X Man. <laughs> yeah, like, back that after is insane. how many weeks? What yeah. was it like? 14 weeks he missed. Yeah. Yeah. With a torn meniscus. He's a freak. Didn't play him. It's all, the, it's all the dip. It's all the dip he does, I'm telling he you. He does like, a lot of dip. The fiberglass <laughs> just goes down and repairs whatever ligaments he <laughs> I'm telling his you. His ligaments are just made of fiberglass <laughs> now. <laughs> he is Copenhagen and his knees. It's, it's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we had the Saints and the Cardinals. It was a very high-scoring affair. Fun to watch. Uh, the Saints... Uh, eventually move on. Have a they win 48 Cooks. to 41. Yeah, Brandon Cooks just went absolutely apeshit. And that was the game that eliminated Carolina, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How about Sean Payton screwing over Mark Ingram, though? Yeah, that's. If I if I, if I would have been, play, been playing in that champ in the losers bracket championship, and that touchdown would have screwed me over, I would have possibly actually murdered Sean Payton. 
Like, might have seriously drove to New Orleans nonstop, just caffeine and cocaine all the way. <laughs> like, just until I got there, just murdered him and then just gone to jail for it. See, I felt the exact same way with the Cowboys benching Zeke yesterday after the Salvation That's Army true. bucket. He yeah, bench that whole drive. They got down to the one yard line. Where's yeah. Zeke? They have yep. like Fadden on the field. Feed Zeke. Pulling my, oh, pull my effing hair out. Um, but either way, we'll, we'll uh, enlighten it's everyone in my fantasy really situation. I am going bald, I think. Terry, <laughs> it shouldn't happen, but I think I am going bald. You can't convince me otherwise. At least you're not going gray. You can work with bald. It's not gray. It's fine. No, gray is, gray is, gray is distinguished. distinguished. That's yeah. in now, yeah. Like oh, George true. Clooney. That's yep. true. <laughs> the Just for Men era is now upon us. But uh, what is that? What's the ring of terrible movies George Clooney was in? Oh, Oceans. oceans. Yeah, oceans. All the Oceans. <laughs> not that Not, not, not that Clooney. Okay. Not associated Weatherheads with Weatherheads Clooney. Yeah. yeah. I like Weatherheads. Like Gravity Clooney. <laughs> Never saw that movie. I didn't see Gravity either. Good movie. I mean, I'd see right. it for Sandra Bullock more than Clooney, but... Moving on, we have the Falcons and Niners. <laughs> That's about what you expect from a Falcons-Niners team. <laughs> 41-13, Matt Ryan continues to roll Devontae all de- Freeman. All Devontae Freeman. Three touchdowns. Um, yeah, that's all I have to add for that game. Taylor yeah. Gabriel keeps playing well, too. Mm-hmm. Taking advantage of the no Julio. Yeah. I bet that's been boning a good bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Somebody's sitting at this table Somebody's right now. Somebody's sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> you got real quiet. No comments. Um, and we have next uh, the battle in Denver. The Patriots come away with a hard-fought 16-3 to win. All right, moving shut on. It, shut it down. very disappointed with Denver, honestly. I mean, the Patriots Same. played a good game, but I thought Denver would have come with a fight. There was no fight to be had. It was pure domination for 60 minutes <laughs> on all three phases of the ball. And it was beautiful. And the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC is going to have to come through New England. I can pr- I can promise you that because we're because we're, we're not gonna lose we're not gonna lose the Jets <laughs> are you done and we're not gonna lose the Dolphins are you done I am now okay thank you all right uh, two more games to do we got the Raiders uh, pulling a uh, close one off in San Diego taking one away from the Chargers this is a very good the game Raiders have that was a good game to get it done I don't but also the Chargers are right there every game the Chargers are a good team. They just can't win close games. But, and no. they're in a close game every week. Yeah, <laughs> Without mean, their injuries, would you say that they're a top contender within case uh, Kansas City and against Oakland? No. Without, no I, just, I just think Phillip Rivers is the most unlucky quarterback to ever he play is. football. It's because all the kids, man. <laughs> and the bolo tie. I'd be so stressed <laughs> yeah. all the time thinking about how I'm going to support all these kids after I retire. Phillip Rivers, though, all the time oh, because he could have went to New York. But Eli Manning dipped him over on draft day and had to, you know, be a prissy about everything. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad for Philip Rivers. Well, that's the whole. I mean, a, he is an ass, but I still feel bad for him. He's a competitor, though. Yeah, I mean, he's comes. He's comes really high place. But he looks tired. If you look at him oh, yeah. out there on the field, he's got the he rings, looks man. Like he's ready to have this year be over. He's got the he rings under bad. his eyes. He's got nobody running the ball for him either. Poor All man. his running backs, yeah, and wide receivers, but. Uh, poor Chargers. Somebody Any Chargers fans out there? <laughs> <laughs> Old Nate Dog got fucked over. I miss Danny Woodhead. <laughs> <laughs> things have been thrown over Danny Woodhead. Yeah, yeah. I think multiple things have been thrown over Danny. For Woodhead. some reason, people love him. Uh, he's a scrappy guy. He is like Cole Beasley. He's gritty. He's very gritty. He's a gritty. Much guy. like Julian Edelman. Oh. No, he's not gritty. Move. It's not always no. about you. You know who's gritty from Boston is Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck is that Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Oh, that was the hilarious! Funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm, he's just I holding a that. cigarette out the window. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not inside. I'm not smoking inside. 
If you haven't checked out the SNL from this past week, go check it out. It was actually pretty good. It was watchable. On, it was on, watchable. On the tubes. Yeah, it was watchable. Um, and last but not least, our Sunday night game, which was actually a, a fun game to watch. I had a lot of fun. I was rooting for the Buccaneers the whole time. I thought they were going to win, actually, for a while. It looked like Dallas, it. Dallas, you know, got kind of stymied. But Good job, boys. I love how Josh roots for against the Cowboys the only time of the year where rooting for the Cowboys is a thing that the Redskins need. I'm just going to point that out right <laughs> now. Josh has been the biggest Cowboys fan I'm all year. Cowboys yes, fan. you are. you got to give people the context You're of the situation. Yeah. I have Ezekiel Elliott on my fantasy team, and he has been a stud this year. You're confused. If you had Ezekiel Elliott, you would sort of be a Cowboys fan Me? as well. Yeah. No. No. Yes, you. No. Ezekiel Elliott is... Huge. You would have won you a championship. You're confused. Uh, if you had Zeke, I don't want to talk about it. Stop. 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 <laughs> I'm not confused. You're very I'm confused. still a Steelers fan. First, do I want the Cowboys to play well so my team plays well? Yes. Am I crazy for that? Are you never? Yes. For, are you crazy for Zeke? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've been yes. crazy for Zeke for the past three years now. Though. This isn't a down thing. He won yeah. a national title and he's got a team rolling. Possibly. Would you go down on Zeke? Only a crop top. Off, <laughs> off the record. We'll talk about it later. So, <laughs> that's a right. that's a hardcore maybe, folks. That's a strong maybe. Uh, but either way, he had 159 yards and one touchdown. And uh, Dak Prescott had a great day as well. Yeah, 32 of 36, very efficient. Jameis, I thought played well, but he turned the ball over way too. I mean, much. the picks. But he man, looked good. The picks were terrible. Yeah, they three picks, Blackburn. one fumble. It wasn't good. It wasn't James good. Crab Legs Winston. It was a, it was a good game, you know, for him up until he started just getting very careless with the ball. But the throws he was making, they were gutsy throws, and sometimes they paid off. But the Buccaneers are a team that next year everyone should be looking at. I yeah, I think They're, so. They play good defense, and their offense is only going to get better. I think I think the uh, NFC South is coming along. I, th- I think you know, finally. Yeah, they're not a laughing stock yeah. anymore. They're 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 uh, getting it going. You guys have anything to add about the Buccaneers or the Cowboys? You just had a good game to watch. Yeah, we were. Well, we were at the yeah, we watched. Uh, we would see Office Christmas party, so we didn't really see much of that game. This is a solid <laughs> game to watch. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. Watch, I wanted to drink. I had to watch Zeke. I'll be honest. And not pay well, we three dollars a beer. Yeah, we were, we were drinking. <laughs> yeah, and three dollars a beer later. Which which uh, you, uh, very you guys go to the Alamo? Or? Yeah. You know they sell beer at the other one though now uh-huh. too at the Big D. You can buy beer there. <laughs> Hmm. I didn't know. It's feature reference. All right, so that is our Week 15 recap. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about Monday Night Football. How you like me now? <laughs> I wish I had a keyboard so I could just like play a bunch of random sounds. Yeah, we need to definitely figure out a soundboard. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We need to hire someone. We need a studio. Engineer. We need a producer. Just... You don't need a producer. <laughs> I can do that, but I need like a sound engineer. Uh, I played the violin. I'm qualified. <laughs> right. Violin will work, and you need a keyboard. Easy. Okay, right. we'll do it. All right, we got that for next time. So Monday Night Football, I will just turn it over to the two boys to my left. All right. They're very excited about it. I am. Very excited. Been waiting all day. So the skins were... What, six and a half point favorites? Is that what they still are? Is that the line? That, that was, was what I saw line. last. Yeah. But I but I did not see what the over yeah, under six was. And six and a half. So do you see the over under? Because I feel like I think the Redskins could definitely cover the six and a half. I think we will win. Uh, the Redskins are four and two at home this year, and the Panthers are one and five on the road. 
Uh, Panthers are also playing in uh, – it's going to be below freezing today. I don't believe the Panthers have played in very tough conditions this year. Over and under 50.5. Okay. Yeah. 50. Uh, I could see that. We can put up 40 on Yeah, that. because the I think we can put up 30 to 40 points realistically. The Panthers' defense is 22nd in yards allowed in the NFL this season, and they are 26th in points allowed. So that's going to be trash. The are <laughs> fucking bastards. <laughs> and the Panthers also have literally nothing to play for. Their hearts were ripped out yesterday by the Saints, so... Yeah. They and our heart of their defense is also absent, as we just Crying found out at the beginning of. But Greg Olson the podcast. isn't ready to give it up just yet. Yeah, but Greg Olson is still a tight end, so he can only impact the game so much. Sure. Um, unless you're Jordan Reed. Yeah, unless you're Jordan Reed or Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, how's that ACL or the uh, AC sprain? He's 100. He's 100. percent He's in a lot of pain, but you can play through AC sprains. They don't get yeah. yeah, they don't get worse. So he it's just gonna hurt a lot. Um the, the Redskins are without Sua Cravens though, so that is a big uh issue and especially for the Greg Olson thing because Sua is one of our best cover linebackers and we like to match him up with tight ends. Will Compton was doubtful. I think he's game time decision. I don't know if what they've that, been announced. Oh, that, what did he hurt his knee? Something he we got hurt last game. So um, Martell Spates gonna have to play. Yeah, Martell Spates is hype though. Out of uh, Arkansas, he's been. Uh, if you watch any of like the Redskins pregame like hype videos, he's the one like yelling in everyone's face before the games, which is Cussing weird because he like literally never played before <laughs> Will and Sua got hurt. But uh, so he'll be in. Um, some interesting things to watch for in this game though. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. If he has one more touchdown of over 80 yards, he will tie a few people for the NFL record for most 80-yard uh, touchdowns of the season. And if he has one more 60-yard touchdown, he will tie Jerry Rice's record at 23 60-yard uh, touchdowns of the season. Are they going to win? Yes, we're going to win. Yeah, I, yeah, we're definitely going to win. All right, so that is your Redskins report. I don't know much about the Panthers, so we're not going to have to speak even. There's n- there's nothing to know. Their defense is just bad. Yeah, their defense Cam, is Cam, not the same. Cam doesn't play well. Jonathan Stewart will probably have the best game of his season because our run defense is trash. I, I probably get exposed. at least one fumble from him, too. From Jonathan Stewart? He's got, he's got dick frames as well. I'd like to see. He's just not talented at all. I like, I've, I've had him on my team for no. two years now. He's just not, he's not good at all. No. I don't know why I have him. It's because the running back two is a wasteland in fantasy football. There's no good way about it. All right, so contenders or pretenders, basically, it is how it sounds. We're going to go over a couple of teams in the NFL that are just a bit interesting in my mind. I think you guys would probably feel the same way. But uh, we got the Miami Dolphins sitting at 9-5, and five, and we'll start with Nathan, and we'll just wrap around. Nathan, you can give whatever two cents you would like about the Dolphins and any of these other teams, and we'll get started. Well, one week JSI, Talk louder. One week JSI put up 33 points on me and made me lose a fantasy game, so they're pretenders. <laughs> I think they might be pretenders, but I think they're close to being contenders. I don't care. <laughs> pretenders, they need another weapon on offense, I think. 
I agree. I think they're pretenders for now. I think Ryan Tannehill is a big piece. I just I don't really feel like Jay Ajay is a like as good as everyone says he is either. And I don't think Maybe Ryan Tannehill's that they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're not answer. But Jarvis Landry is very good. Their defense has improved. You know, getting Abdomen Sue took kind of like a year and a half to actually work Cameron out. Cameron Wake's still Cameron Wake's staying healthy. So all that definitely helps. They have Mario Williams too. Yeah. Everyone forgets about that. So that that was big. Uh, next up, we got the Packers, Nathan. What do you think about the Packers? Uh, I'm gonna go with contenders. With the emergence of Ty Montgomery at a running back, they might have found something there, and that was a key piece they were missing in defensively. I, they, they've been sound all year. That I think they can hang in there. Uh, I'm gonna go pretenders. I, I don't think that they can keep up this pace. They said they needed to win out, and I just don't see that happening for them. Pretender. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers back there, I think they're contenders. He's a he ain't no puppy. He's a dog, as James Winston would say. Rough, rough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rough, uh, rough. I'm gonna go with contenders as well. Just the brand of football they're playing right now, and I think they had a stat that Aaron Rodgers has only lost two games in the last four years in December. So he knows how to get it done when the going gets cold. Um, <laughs> I've just been impressed with the whole offense in general. Uh, Jordy Nelson's been firing on all cylinders. When he's not, he's got Devontae yeah, Adams. Yeah. Uh, Randall Cobb can't be trusted in any case of the word. You just no. don't know what he's doing on a daily he's basis. He's very unpredictable. But Aaron Rodgers is playing great football. The defense, like John mentioned earlier in the show, he's coming around, or they're all coming around at the uh, at the right time of year. And all they got to do is beat the Lions next week, and things, things are going to even up really nicely for them. So next up, uh, we'll we'll switch up. We'll go to John first on this one. We got the Houston Texans at eight and six and leading the AFC South. Pretenders, unless Tom Savage. Savage. Yeah, he becomes he becomes some sort of great quarterback in the next couple weeks. But I just don't see I don't see it getting done. Pretenders, they're not good. It's the AFC South. They're definitely pretenders. Pretenders, they're just a product of their environment, and that is a terrible division. I like that. It's a nice scientific approach to it. Uh, I'm going to agree. The Texans definitely pretenders. Uh, But the one funny thing I did get uh, out of the trip of Pittsburgh, a headline out of this, is, you know, Bill O'Brien's been kind of on the hot seat just from all his offseason decisions, and the headline reads, Tom Savage... A Pitt graduate saves a Penn State coach's job. I did see that. Yes. That's hilarious yeah. to me just because at Pitt we hate Penn State. Can't stand the Nittany Lions. I'm sorry for any listeners. I hate Penn State. They're just really obnoxious. Go blue. Joe Pot knew what happened. <laughs> Either way, uh, I thought that was funny. I was really impressed with Tom Savage, honestly. I didn't see anything like that through his two years playing for Pitt. I don't know where it came from. Maybe he just needed a better team to play around him. Not sure, but uh, definitely a pretender. Uh, we'll go you first on this one again, John. Tennessee Titans rolling up into Arrowhead now, eight and six. I don't think. I think they're a pretender as well. I think they also need another weapon on offense and some key pieces on defense. But like I said earlier, a couple years and they could be making some serious noise. Do they have their quarterback answer though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way the tech, the Titans are going, but they're still a pretender right now. Uh, Mariota is definitely their future, and Demarco Murray has still a few years left in him. Like he didn't really get used at all when he was with the Eagles, mm-hmm. so that really saved some of the wear and tear on him. And um, they've been increasing their usage of Derrick Henry lately too, so 
that two-headed monster could be a force be, for the next yeah, like, three, four years. Right? Yeah, that could be a really good backfield. Yeah, and a really dangerous fantasy thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Vultures for days. I freaking hate running back committees. Yeah, yeah that's why. Like, I wasn't happy that Gio Bernard got hurt, but like, if it, anybody has Jeremy Hill, it makes everything it's easy. It's so much simpler. It makes it so easy. But for I'm sure, Gio's a great guy. The uh, the Titans are pretenders so far, but I think they they get an addition on defense. They really, you know, uh, suit up there. But offensively, I think somebody another uh, decent. Doesn't have to be a top name, but another decent wideout to compliment Rashard Matthews. But like I said, their backfield's good and their quarterback's issues are solved. It's a good year for a receiver in the draft. That's what I keep hearing. I'd also go with pretenders. They're real close to being there if they can get a few key pieces. I agree with Tyler, but for now they're pretenders. Yep, pretenders as well. Uh, but like John said, they have found their answer quarterback. Um, let's see. We got the Lions next up at 9-5. and five. Honestly, the Lions for me are a tough read at this very moment. They play really good weeks. They play really bad weeks. Matthew Stafford, he's hot and he's cold, as Katy Perry would say. But <laughs> yes, um, he's no. But they do have future president at offensive coordinator, favorite name in the NFL, Jim, Jim Bob Cooper. He's actually on he's a awesome. He will be calling and shortly. I got him. Is he? Yeah. You got to be kidding me. No, I got him. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for this. Mr. Cooter. I'm not prepared. I'm going to start sweating. Uh, anyways, what he's been doing this year for the Detroit offense has been nothing short of spectacular. Uh, the defense, you know, is willy-nilly, you know, game to game. But uh, Theo Riddick, who should be a wide receiver in fantasy formats, just saying that ahead just of time. Just play him as a flex and it doesn't matter. He's playing well. And I really feel like, you know, a lot of people might not agree with me in Detroit, but Calvin Johnson leaving opened up a lot of different options for Matt Stafford. He's, not, think, he's not looking for his big target exactly. at the time. I just think Matt Stafford is a mental midget, and he thought he had to throw his exactly. job every time. He's got to get his quota. So I think him being gone is good. I'm going to say pretender, but if they beat the Packers next week, I'll have to change my evaluation. Uh, we should have beat them, so I'm saying pretenders. If uh, Kendall Fuller didn't miss an assignment there... But, uh, yeah, I think we should have beat them, so I'd say pretenders. Who are we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely pretenders. Sorry if you're listening, Rochelle. I know you really like them, but they're not good. (laughs) Yeah, the Lions are uh, pretenders. Nothing good comes out of the Motor City anymore. Michigan is a great state. (laughs) (laughs) But the the Lions are pretenders, so. It's all right. So it was Michigan State this year. You were bad. <laughs> All right, uh, I just had to add that in there. The Colts at seven and seven, Nathan. What do you think about them Colts? Not a fan. Andrew Luck, I'm extremely hit or miss. Had a great season rookie year, but I feel like he has to be able to produce since then, really. And they're just pretenders. I don't even consider them in this argument. Yeah, I was about to say, why are we even talking about them? Pretending to be a contender. They're yeah. just nothing. I don't. Yeah, I don't they're nothing. Yeah. I'm crossing the line. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, what are they? Like a. Like a 20th pick, a overall team. pick or something? Get out of here. Yeah. Don't talk to me about teams that bad anymore. Those are my eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from my eye holes. All right. Well, I'll just move on then. Thank just, you. They're a team that could end up winning their division, so mm-hmm. I threw them in there. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd pick the Titans to win the division before I pick the Colts. <laughs> I agree. I would too. Unless Tom Savage goes out and Unless Tom balls. Savage actually is a savage. Exactly. <laughs> That, that, that whole phrase is going to be way oh, in the oh, next yeah. few weeks. You need I, to I'm, it I'm now. trying to get on top of it. Just like I, it now. Yeah. I'm trying to get on top of it. Tom them. Savage is a savage. All right. Uh, the Falcons at 9-5 and five leading the NFC South. Another garbage football division for the most part. Uh, John, 
Contender or pretender for Matty Ice? Gotta pick me first, huh? Yeah. Well, if Julio would stay healthy, you piece of shit, maybe a contender. Pretenders. I hate them. I hate... I I think the Falcons are actually contenders. They're... I think they could be the second best or maybe the best team in the NFC. Uh, The Cowboys are super overrated. Uh, But the Falcons... Yeah. The Falcons have a lot of good aspects of, like, a good team. They have a good balanced rushing attack with Freeman and Coleman. They have a good tight ends. Um, like, Hooper's came on really well. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. I think he had a touchdown last week. Um, and then their wide receiving core, if Julio can come back, Julio, Sanu, and Gabriel, those three together, that's really dangerous. And then Vic Beasley is one of the best edge job. rushers yeah. in the NFL this year. Like, yeah, I don't know how many sacks he has. Strong. Is he leading the NFL in sacks? Yeah, he's, he was at 13 yeah, and a half he's, last time. He's been a complete animal. So if they can make teams have to pass by having a good offense and forcing them to – Just rely on your secondary. Yeah, just point. rely on the secondary and hope you can get pressure. Yeah, I'm going to say the uh, Falcons are contenders. They uh, that whole division has kind of stepped up this year, you know. Unless you're regarding the Saints, but you know, playing in that division, it's been tougher with a high-powered offense like the Buccaneers. It's, I, I think they're the real deal, and I'm actually pretty happy for Matt Ryan. I, I'm, it's good to see him, you know, succeed. It's you know been a while, and he's just making use of all of his weapons. So, yeah, contenders. I'm also have to go with contenders. That's about it. All right, yeah, I'm going with contenders as well. Like you guys mentioned, there is a grand total of zero people ahead of Vic Beasley Jr. for the sack lead in the NFL with 14 and a half. He's up one on Von Miller. Um, just the way they're playing ball right now, I like the way they're led. Dan Quinn's got the whole program in the right way. They're not pumping fake uh, crowd noise into the stadium yeah. anymore. It's definitely that I know of. It's that North Dakota so, State. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not the Mike Smith era anymore. Yeah, they've, they've moved on. Uh, like you said, Matt Ryan's been playing really well, probably playing his best football since he was a senior at Boston College. Um, Go Eagles, baby. I figured you'd like that. Maybe they lost to Tech. They did lose to Tech. I don't remember that. It wasn't even close that game, I remember. No. But, uh, yeah, the Falcons, definitely contenders. Last one on the list, we got the Buccaneers. This whole conversation for me is switched if they have won last night. Oh, my God, yes. But I'm, I'm going to put them in pretenders, but next year I expect them to win the NFC South. I don't think that's a crazy, you know, argument. They add a couple more players. Yeah. Maybe get a veteran on defense. They're so they young. already have Gerald McCoy. Yeah, and they have a really young linebacking core. Maybe a few DBs step up. I do like the but they still they have all the cornerstones of their organization set up in the oh, correct DB, way. Their two corners are very good. Yeah, they have their DBs set up. Gerald McCoy is anchoring the uh, the middle of the defense. Jameis Winston is really really good. I oh, mean, he is good. a gunslinger, but so is Brett Favre. He's nice a great player. Not trying to compare the two at all quite yet. Just so no one reads in between the lines on me there. But uh, I think they're an excellent team, and they're only going to get better. Yeah, I would uh, agree. I think they're pretenders this year, but ask me next year. Uh, yeah, pretenders this year, but like you said, had they won last night, we'd be having a probably different complete you know, change of heart here. But uh, Dirk Cutter, I mean – you know, to come in there and completely change what Lovey Smith had going yeah. on. And I wasn't agreeing with what they did either. I, no, I did he, not like the firing he, of Lovey Smith. No, I mean, after he, he was only there for, what, two seasons and the, from the season he before. He okay. He, uh, I mean, he improved his win record by, he doubled it. Yeah. But Dirk Cutter's really turned that program around. Yeah. They've, they've certainly found their stride on defense, and Jameis is, he's got a great long ball. He's, you know, good making the throws on the move. I think uh, making nothing out of something. Yeah, I think I think they have a very bright future in Tampa Bay. 
They do. I'd say they're pretenders right now, but three years from now, they'll be in the Super Bowl. Don't at me. Oh. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, we got word before the show that Tom Savage was going to be the starting quarterback in Week 16. So the question for, uh, I guess, everybody at the table is, is $72 million committed to Brock Osweiler. If Tom Savage is nothing short of extraordinary in Week 16, do you consider going back to Osweiler in 17? I think if he's average in Week 16, you uh, you stick with Savage. I mean, sure, you spent the money, but that was your own fault for you know trusting him off of a few games last season when that whole Denver team was being carried by the defense. So, yeah, I think you stick with Savage for the rest of the season and make him fight for his job come uh, OTAs next season. Yeah, the Texans just need to accept that they're not really a Super Bowl contender or, like, playoff team. Like, they really don't deserve to be there at all. And just experiment with their quarterbacks and then try to figure something out in the offseason. Because, obviously, Osweiler and their number one receiver have no... Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is way too good to be doing nothing yeah, all season. Same thing with Will Fuller. Will Fuller is yeah, the same Will way. Yeah. They're getting balls at their feet or yeah. five yards out of bounds. Yeah. That's just useless. Time for the Brock Osweiler days to be over. I agree. All right, so we're going to move now from NFL football to college football. And, uh, of course, bowl season's upon us, but we'll have a little bit of that in the gritty finish. We're going to move on to a local sports organization making some moves and making some wakes for the first time since 2004. Talking about the JMU Duke Dogs. The Duke And they're heading to Frisco. They're going to play Youngstown State. I'll turn it over to Ryan now. And that game is when? It's like early January? Yeah, January 7th. And you already know I will be there. Tickets are already bought. Airbnb is already booked. Nice. So Gritty Sports will be on site at uh, in Frisco. So... Everybody's probably seen JMU on ESPN over the past like couple days. Uh, being North Coast State was really big and put us into the limelight again. So some people might be asking, like, how did we get here? So uh, regular season, we went 10-1 and and won the CAA championship for the second time in consecutive years. Um, we went undefeated in conference, our only loss being to UNC. Thanks, John. Uh, but we were winning at the end of the first quarter. So, pretty yeah, impressive. Up, what, like, so you won for a quarter of the game. That we did. That's good. That we had tw- that twenty-one points. <laughs> we had twenty-one points in the first quarter against them. So that was pretty good. Um, our scoring offense this year was forty-seven point seven points, and our scoring defense was twenty-three point five, uh, with a scoring margin of twenty-four point two. We did not play in very many close games. Our only real competition all season was Richmond. Uh, that was pretty much one of the only interesting games to watch. Uh, our offense is extremely balanced. Um, both off, uh, both passing and rushing are over 200 yards. Uh, Brian Shore led the FCS in completion percentage this year at 73.2%, and he was second in FCS in uh, passing efficiency at 178.2 and second in yards per attempt at 90, uh, 9.51. Uh, Brian Shore also won the Dudley Award this year, which is uh, the award for the best college football player in the state of Virginia. Um, this is the fourth straight year of a Duke. I don't know what a Hokie is. Uh, so uh, it's been Stephon, Stephon Robertson, Vadley twice, and now Brian Shore. So we'll probably win next year, too. Uh, <laughs> Khalid Abdullah was sixth in uh, the FCS in rushing with 1,100 yards this year, and he was third in rushing touchdowns. Um, which is impressive considering we actually had quite a one-two punch at running back with Cardon Johnson, 
who was 22nd in the nation in yards per carry. Um, but we lost him right before the playoffs due to an Achilles injury. Uh, it doesn't look like he will be returning for the championship. Uh, we also had really just well-rounded receiver play. Uh, Brandon Ravenel is creeping up the JMU career leaderboards. Domo Taylor is a huge wide receiver on the outside. Plays very similar to Plexico Burris, I would say. Uh, Terrence Alls was a recent transfer from Duke, but he is likely out for the rest of the season due to undisclosed reasons. Uh, John Miller, who has stepped up in uh, Alls' absence, he had the game-winning touchdown against North Dakota State. And uh, Rashard Davis, who's played some wide receiver, but really just as a utility for us on offense and special teams. He was a second-team All-American, and uh, he had three punt return touchdowns this year. And, of course, none of this would have been capable without good old offensive line. Adam, I hope you like this. (laughs) Uh, Mitch Kirsch, first-team All-American, right tackle for JMU this year, who we have been without for the entire playoffs. So uh, not many teams I know could make it to the championship without a first-team All-American. But we were able to uh, battle on back from that. And we also have Aaron Stinney at the other tackle position. Great blindside tackle. Uh, His dad was in the NBA and played for VCU, which is pretty cool. Uh, Our defense has also been much improved over last year. Uh, Hereford was our leading tackler, uh, and we no longer have him. Uh, We didn't have him against North Dakota State, and he will probably not be available for the championship game for more undisclosed reasons. Uh, Raven Green was a first-team All-CAA selection and led the com- or the second conference in- with picks. And also two big additions this year uh, to the interior were um, Martez Stone and Urquhart. They have really solidified the middle of Jamie's defense, uh, helping us against the run, which we really struggled against last year. Um, so moving on to the playoffs, we dominated UNH playoffs. in the second round. Uh, 55-22, it was an embarrassment. We locked the damn gates and didn't let them leave. They were brutally ahead, dismantled Houston. by Mike Houston. Uh, Sam Houston State, uh, if any Sam Houston State fans are listening, your team is laughable, and Casey Keeler <laughs> is a joke. Uh, I thought you had the number one offense in the league. You scored seven points. <laughs> you're, ah. you're pathetic. <laughs> Never, ever at me ever again. Uh, and then North Coast State, our most recent win uh, this past Friday. I would say this is the biggest win in JMU history, bigger than Tech. Uh, North Coast State's probably better than Tech, and bigger than the national championship in 2004. Um, Just to stop that streak was, I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stopping a, a streak of five-time national champions, um, they're – their team really is just an FBS team. Uh, they're the biggest school in their state. They just they dominate football up there. They get a lot of recruits. So being able to win that game was really impressive because the way we beat them. We beat them at their own game. They are supposed to be the team that runs, and they're supposed to be the team that plays good defense. And our defense outplayed their defense easily. And Khalid Abdullah and our offensive line – just dominated their interior. Uh, Khalid finished the game with over 180 yards and 51 yards receiving and a touchdown. Uh, he should have had another rushing ta- touchdown, but it got called back on a terrible uh, holding call on Demo Taylor. The officiating was very, very questionable in the semifinals. Uh, 
North Dakota State had half the penalty yards that JMU had. Uh, and a lot of it came from false starts, which you which are you can't argue like those were very obvious. But a lot of the judgment calls that the refs made were very very suspicious. Um, and then some pretty interesting stats I saw from this for the North Dakota State game. North Dakota State had 77 plays, while JMU only had 58 offensive plays. Um, but North Dakota State had 348 yards, while JMU had 443 yards. Making the most so, of the play. Yeah, and with almost 20 less plays, we had almost 100 more yards. So uh, it just showed, like, our explosive ability. Yes, we were running with Khalid a lot and trying to soften up their their defensive line, but we also were passing it over top very easily. Brian Shore looked like a wizard. He he reminds me of He's a wizard. he reminds me of Russell Wilson honestly in just the way he turns back around to make a play extend. Like he'll be rolling out one way and then he just dips that shoulder and cuts back the other way, and his, the receivers are just finding open spaces. They just have really really good communication. And uh, lastly, Jamie's defense in that game, uh, we have actually, throughout the playoffs, lowered our scoring defense to almost 20 points a game, which doesn't usually happen in the playoffs, especially against the teams that we have been playing, uh, teams like the Sam Houston State and North Dakota State. Um, but, yeah, we want Youngstown, Penguins, bring it on. And they won on a spectacular play. They did that. Eastern Washington. That catch, I I don't even know how you do that. I don't know how the ball stayed there. I think he just like, pinned it to his yeah. side of his like shoulder yeah. pad or something. I don't it was know. impressive, and it you know it was a snowy cold day up there too. Oh yeah. And just to add on, Ryan, this will be the first time in six seasons that neither North Dakota State or Eastern Washington will be in the national championship game. The, the winds of change are upon us. Yep. The changing of the guard, man. Yep. All right, so with that, we will move on to our brand new segment. <laughs> it is called Tyler Takes, and uh, it just basically showcases our buddy here, Tyler, giving his uncensored and unfiltered <laughs> opinion on everything in not just sports, but just today's society in general. It's Lewis Black S. So we're about to get into that. all right here we go so tyler takes i was hoping that would go a little quicker but we'll have to get the sound engineer on that one yeah you're really slacking here today i'm sorry i have nothing you you brought no equipment equipment. piss poor poor effort all right so that's my first tyler take because you've been fired already (laughs) 20 minutes after getting your job Really grinding my gears. It wasn't a union job. Yeah. Sorry, God. All right. So thoughts on the penalties that we've been seeing in the NFL for celebrations, not just touchdowns, but sacks, IMTs, you name I it. I mean, everything, man. These players come to work. They put their hard hat on. They go out there and they grit it up. And then they get penalized for celebrating it. What sense does that make? I mean, honestly, if you go to your job or if you go out to the bar and you bring home a nice-looking woman and you high-five your buddies after that night, why can't you do it on the field? Get interactive with your teammates. Celebrate. Make a damn snow angel if you want. Do some push-ups, Khalid. Yeah, do some push-ups. If you want to dance and shake your ass on the field, then you do it. Let A.B. do it. Business is booming. Fine. I don't care. Business is booming. Twerk all day. He can do what he wants. If he's scoring touchdowns left and right, let him. He can do six pumps if he wants. I don't care. He He can do it on the ref. 
He could do it on the ref. <laughs> All right, next one we got. There's a new rule now in the MLB after the winter meetings. There's no more hazing for rookies or new players coming to a team. Tyler, what do you think? It's, it's got me heated, man. It does. It really does. You know, you look at these players. This is their coming of age. This is their growing pains moment when they're coming into the show. I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. you gotta, you got to get through it. I mean, it makes you tougher as an individual. Look what it did to Noah Syndergaard. He came in here as just a blonde-haired dude with nice, you know, features, and he had a good fastball. He looked semi-womanish. And then they put, him in the, they put him in the dress. They, you know, dress him up and put makeup on him and stuff. And then he comes out and defines masculinity by the name of Thor. Are you kidding me right now? He becomes a dominant pitcher in the National League. It's, 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 it's just something that needs to happen. You know, you got to grow thicker skin, grit used to people calling you whatever they want to call you because you're going to have to face that. So hazing should be in the MLB, and it should happen to these young players because as a generation, kids are getting softer and softer these days. <laughs> would you say that Robert Manfred is soft? I would. I'd also say he's a bitch for not letting Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, nice little tidbit there. Um, next one, we got John Tortorella became the first United States hockey coach to 500 wins. Does that impress you? It doesn't impress me. He screwed the United States in the World Cup of <laughs> Hockey. He can have as many wins as he wants. I still won't consider him a good head coach. And that, there's no way that will change it. He can go back to his tortoise shell, which is what he has because he's got that turtle-looking face. Like, oh, I just want to punch him sometimes. The decisions he made in the World Cup of Hockey absolutely and just completely ruined our chances of winning. You mean like putting Brandon Dubinsky on the roster instead of Phil Kessel? And, and when Phil was sitting at home with his dog, he should have been out there playing great hockey with his fellow Americans. I agree. He, he screwed us over in the World Cup, and uh, he's just a jackass. He is a jackass. He's, he's not a he's nice a jackass. Guy. For some reason, the Blue Jackets are playing good hockey. I have no idea. That's on, that's on the players. That's not on torts. I agree. All right, next one we got. Uh, I just have down random Boston disgruntlement in general. Do you have anything in general like you want to get off your Yes, <laughs> I do. Because Tom Brady deserves to win MVP. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. And Malcolm Butler is a top five cornerback in the NFL, and I will not be disputed on that because he is, and there are numbers to back it up. Whose man is this? <laughs> I am my own man. Who's Malcolm Butler? Malcolm Butler is a Super Bowl winning cornerback that plays for the New England Patriots. Oh, okay. I didn't even know who it was. <laughs> All right, Tyler. We have uh, the best rap album of the year. What is it and why? Blank Face by Schoolboy Q Jesus because nothing got me Christ. more hyped to go to work and then more pissed off at the bosses that I worked for. <laughs> big body, big bends. I was ready to ride out on some asses. It was it was gonna get it was gonna get bad. That sounded real nice. It was <laughs> it was typo. It, 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 it was it was a it was a voiced typo. If I could have it back, I would take it back. I don't want you to take it back. It's gone into the internet world. Yep. Your pixels are all over the place. Uh, all right, for the last one, we cut a little short just because we're you know, doing a lot of time. But we'll have, we'll have better ones for next time. Uh, Green Party leader Jill Stein, after the election, demands a recount of votes after the election after it was clearly determined that there was no foul play and it cost states millions of dollars. What was your take on Jill Stein? It wasn't the Green Party. It was Give Me Your Green Backs Party. It was, let me fill my coffers with your money while I demand a fake recount. You know, I mean, just a waste. Just an absolute waste of time and resources. She should be ashamed. I don't think it's been completely clear that there was no tampering. For the record. Let the record show that there was disgruntlement. All right, next up. <laughs> Do you mind, John? Can you stop taking selfies here? You it's jackass. Just that, that buzzing gets to me. 
It's like Mac and Dennis when they're living <laughs> in the suburbs. It's too quiet yeah, here. Boys. All right, so next, uh, we got our last segment of the day. Well, I guess we second to last. We got our gritty performers, and then we'll have the gritty finish. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> our good old gritty finish. Yeah. I want a really good sound effect. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. And it, it, does, it doesn't come across wow, as good. Wow. <laughs> All right, so my gritty performer of the week this week is Justin Schultz of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Really stepping into a big role uh, playing in the top pairing with Brian Dumoulin with Latang and Daly out of the lineup. Um, but he's been doing it all year. He's second in the league in plus-minus category with 18 behind only Ryan Suter, who is a beast. So uh, big shout-out to Justin Schultz keeping the boat afloat while Latang is out. Nathan. Nathan? I'm going to have to go with Sean McCoy. Thank you for those 34 fantasy points. I love you. You're the only reason I'm even in this. <laughs> My great performer of the week is going to have to be uh, Alan Branch. He's become a very defining factor on our defense. He's uh, you mind John? You mind John? I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and you know blow up your spot when the Redskins are doing what they do tonight. Anyway, Alan Branch has become huge for this defense, especially, especially after he beat beat that uh, beat that fake drug charge that was just complete bullshit by the league. So thank you. Please continue what you do while we make this playoff push. My gritty performer of the week is uh, Tyler Smith, just to like live his life thinking that everyone's against him like that all the time, and just to think that the NFL is out to get the Patriots. That they like, are. That, that they was, are. Like, that takes a lot of grit just to live your life with that much like anger and hate every day. So, Tyler, good for you. Just you didn't I, make it this far. I, I am a big ball of hate at this point. <laughs> and mine's going to be Joel Embiid. Nice. The process. We are all we from Africa. We should about the Wizards. They beat the Clippers. Four, five, five game home win streak for the Wizards. How <laughs> about that? Bradley Beal with 41 points didn't snap his leg in half? Yeah. You're kidding me. It's crazy. They Holy are, shit. They aren't, that, cra- they aren't that shitty. He's playing worth his money. All right. So now we move on to the gritty finish. Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. What was that? That was terrible. Just awful. What is it? <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Had to wait for. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some experimenting. But, well, like we did when we first got to college. <laughs> yeah. With the phone. Yes. With the phone. All right. So uh, gritty finish. Uh, just quick takes. Everybody knows how this goes. Rapid fire. 2017. Tony Romo is playing where? Houston. Denver. I never thought about it, really. Chicago. That's what I was thinking, Chicago. Cleveland. R.I.P. All right. For Christmas every year, real tree or a fake tree? Real tree. I prefer real tree. We went fake tree this year due to time constraints. I prefer real tree, but we had fake. But real, I've seen some videos of some bitches catching on fire. They catch on fire really fast. It smells like heaven. It's got a water in your ass. No, they still catch on fire really fast. Well, we're going to have to figure this out after the podcast. I watered the shit out of that tree. Um, I'm going to go with real tree. I haven't done anything else. Uh, Tonight, Monday Night Football, Redskins or Panthers? Skins are words. Redskins, 31-14. Wow. Two touchdowns for Greg Olson. 
Maybe. Or Jonathan Stewart. Whichever works for you. Give him three for Reed. Maybe a passing touchdown from Jonathan Stewart to Greg Olson. Yes. Damn. Exactly that. No. Reverse flea Greg Olson has three touchdowns. I'll throw up. All right, yeah. It doesn't take much. Oh, you got the skins. I'm taking the skins, too. I like the way they're playing. Plus, they got their backs up against the wall. Um, we got the Miami Beach Bowl that already happened. Tulsa won. <laughs> if you picked Central Michigan like I did, you're then you're there. a dumbass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So this was gonna be on Tyler takes, but I wanted to hear everybody's opinion. Uh, do you agree or disagree with college players skipping the bowl games ahead of the NFL? One hundred percent agree. Go get your money, son. Yeah. You deserve it. Goddamn right. If you have a like lingering injury. Then sit out. Like if there's, if, yeah, yeah. But if there's nothing wrong with you, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah. Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. No, he's not playing. Everybody changed their Stanford pick to UNC. Yeah, I already had it. UNC. I, I did our, also already pick UNC. I but no, I, I'm so. I'm happy. I'm happy. McCaffrey sat out. Screw that, man. See, I, I'm with Ryan. It's a case by case basis. For How me. can you do that to your team? Because it's a meaningless bowl game. They're but your team, brothers. They, your team. brothers. They, they tweeted they support him. Yeah, because he was the best player on the team and he carried them all season. Exactly. But they don't believe exactly. they're, they're tweeting it, but they don't actually mean it. Yeah, they don't they're it. all sitting home like, fuck him. None He's of us screwed us. Twitter use social media well, the way we really want Guess to. what? Money <laughs> buys friends, right. people. Money buys friends. All right, next one. Johnny Manson. What is your favorite Christmas mixer with eggnog? Bourbon. I hate eggnog. I love it. <laughs> eggnog is great. I love eggnog. I'm going to go with Crown Royal. I had it a couple Christmases back. It's pretty good. Sounds good. It's classy. Southern Comfort of Jack Daniels is always my go-to. I mean, you don't drink a lot because if you drink more than two cups of eggnog, you will throw up. It's just scientific fact. That's a lie. I've drank a whole quart before. <laughs> I have a pint. You can drink it all the night. Oh, I got, I got, I got, I got the Southern Comfort so spice at home. So do I. I yeah. it today at Morgan's. Oh, it's delicious. It's good stuff. That was before the whole incident. But uh, all right, yeah, yeah, Crown Royal, um, NBA MVP at the moment. Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Westbrook, whatever his name Alex is. Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> no, Russell Westbrook for Alex sure. Alex Moran. I'm going Kevin Durant. I'm going to say Russell Westbrook right now. He's just he's balling out. He's playing really well. I can't dig the way his shooting percentage seems. I know, but he's got a triple-double almost every game. Yeah, it, and he says he doesn't try. It looks so It looks so much like he tries. Who cares what well, he does? I mean, he's terrible. I'd no, they're not. They're pretty good. I'd no, assume he's not. trying. He's getting paid millions and millions of dollars to try, so I'd hope he's trying. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to say Russell Westbrook. What do you think, Nathan? I'm, uh, I'm going to have to say Russ, but I love you, LeBron. Don't worry. Bron, Bron. He'll, he'll have his tear in the second half of the year. Oh, he always does. Gay. All right. Um, the Gay. Baca Raton Bowl between Memphis and Western Kentucky. I'm rolling Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers all day. Hilltoppers. Shout out Chris Slater. D1 goal. For abandoning Western Kentucky. WKU all day. Um, all right, next one. Do the Denver Broncos make the playoffs at eight and six? No, no, no. no. The I Patriots agree. killed them. They're it's dead. It's a battle. Um, should and this could go to either of three coaches. Should Urban Meyer, uh, Jim Harbaugh, or Nick Saban consider leaving college for the NFL? No, no. Harbaugh, I think will eventually. No, I'm saying should they, not will. They. Oh no, no, they shouldn't. But Harbaugh will. I agree. I think Saban should consider it at least. But he did it before. Yeah, he sucked. But he's on a terrible Dolphins team. But like, 
I wouldn't if I was gonna win a national championship literally every, every year, year like he does at Alabama. I feel like that gets old to Nick Saban though. Yeah. I don't think I it does. Don't, I think I he's a think, crazy I person. I think he just loves winning. He's yeah, I think so guy. too. He's a no, he's not a football guy. guy. He's just no, a crazy he's, person. He's the he is a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Belichick's a football guy. Alright, no, next stop. up, stop making it about you, you piece of shit. He can't help it. He can't help it. And smack the then shit beat out us. Of you. Then beat us. We don't play you. Exactly. <laughs> and when you did, we beat you last year, so. Man. You want a cookie, you fat some bitch? I, right. would, I would love a cookie. Next the blog people be a Anybody year. can get this cookie if they figure out this acronym. We have the SDCCU Poinsettable. I don't know what that acronym stands for. I forgot. San- it's the San Diego something something. Unit. What was it? What was it to afterward? SDCCU. San Diego Community College University. University. San Diego Credit Card Union? Captain Crunch. I really don't. But it's a poinsettia bowl, and it's BYU featuring the Mormons playing the Wyoming Cowboys. What do we think? Mormons or Cowboys? BYU, shout out to Bryce Harper for just getting married. I'm going. BYU. <laughs> BYU. This one? Yeah. That's BYU. Enjoy your many, many wives, kids. <laughs> I went to Salt Lake City. BYU. <laughs> I'm taking Wyoming. I like the Cowboys in this one. Um, of course you like the Cowboys. Yeah. So, speaking of the Cowboys, <laughs> our next one, Zeke diving into the Salvation Army bucket was blank. Loved it. Fantastic. Disrespectful. <laughs> I actually really liked it, I but too. I did like Odell Beckham's take on it. He said if he would have done it, he would have been fine, which I completely it's agree true. with. The NFL is out to get Odell if, and Josh Norman. If Josh Norman did James it, Harrison, you're definitely and James fine. Harrison, but and James Tom Harris, Brady. Dude, again, quit <laughs> it. You're about Josh Norman, so I'm making it true. Yes, it is. Pretty <laughs> boy's the uh, crazy increase in donations after yeah. he did that. So. Yeah, I, mean, I, hate, selfish. I hate him. It was free advertising. I hate him. And then Derek Ravel trying to shit on the Salvation Army. All right. I hope it comes out Zeke took money uh, from the Salvation <laughs> Army to do that. Now to Salvation Credit Union. You were close. I was close. Counting credit? County. All right. Next up, the NHL MVP frontrunner right now. Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin easily. Sydney Come on. Crosby. He's light years ahead of everybody else right now. Sidney Crosby. I'm going to say Sidney Crosby. TJ Oshie. I'm going to throw in Sid, but I think consideration needs to be thrown in David's way. Connor McDavid. Dave God. He put me on the cut. 30 points right now. He's leading the league in points. He's five ahead of Sid. Of course, Sid has played six less games. I'm not going to get into that. But Connor McDavid is playing great. Josh put me on the Connor McDavid. He's a beast. Connor McDavid got, dude. The the future of hockey is starting this season, guys. We'll talk about that on the next podcast, but Patrick Lane, Connor McDavid, all these David Pasternak. They're killing it. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah, Pasta is he's crazy. John Carlson. (laughs) John Carlson is not young. All right, next up. Mike Kanduble. There's been a lot of, you know, talk with Steph. He's going to get this big money. Obviously, KD has already gotten it. Somebody's got to go down the line. Would you rather let go of Clay Thompson or Draymond Green? Steph. Yeah. (laughs) Steph. Draymond. Yeah, I'm also serious. I'm saying Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, no. The F no. Clay Thompson defends and can score. He does shoot the ball. He doesn't he dribble very far. He, he doesn't have to because he one dribble he pull up. Steph, maybe? Get him. I, I, get, okay. I don't like Steph. I'd get rid of, I'd get rid of Draymond. The hell, Steph. Well, I mean, Watch I know nothing about Watch basketball. Yeah, I was going to say, that shows you don't know anything. Get him right on Rondo type point guard in there to just throw the rock to these shooters and kick Steph to the curb, man. 
That whiny baby. John Wall would have 25 assists a game if yeah. he played for the Warriors. He wouldn't have any points. So, he wouldn't have any points. He would be yeah. cussing out the fans. Yeah, he would. Nice. He would love, love it. I'd love every minute. That's a good take. All right. For the next 10 years, you get to pick one. Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Jameis. Kirk Cousins. I was about to say, probably. No, but Kirk Cousins is pretty old. So I would go. Derek Carr. Jameis. I'm going Jameis too. Nice. I like Jameis a lot. I mean, Derek Carr is a great quarterback. Derek Carr, you guys, you Jameis is such a wild card. Exactly. Derek like Carr dislocated his finger. You guys want to get together at the show and get together and discuss this over a few drinks? I need, I need Kirk or I need uh, Derek Carr to perform in a cold game first. But yes, yeah, and like stop wearing masks. Jameis Winston <laughs> likes crab legs. I like crab legs. I mean, the parallels we're, go on. And we're practically brothers. It's a beautiful oh, It's awesome. All right. Next up. All right, uh, we have uh, who's on who's on the uh, go for two train in the NFL going for two every no. time. Go. I had no. an epiphany the other day. I'm with you, and I never really realized this before. If you go for two three times and you get it all three times, you are now winning by three points more than you would have been before. <laughs> That's sit down. I know you, it's a lot of math right now. When you get home, get out your calculator, try it. Eight times three, and then try seven times three. Subtract them. You have a three point differential. I promise you, it's Every crazy. Every single time. Every single time. I did math it. Does not lie. I did it fifteen times. I couldn't believe it. Well, Compton <laughs> is officially inactive. Okay, not surprised. Not good. All anyway. right. Yeah, I'm all aboard it. What do you think, Nathan? Go for two or take the PAT. Well, after I saw the Eagles do that, I'm going to say go for the PAT. And I appreciate Thank that. You. <laughs> I thought you chimed in. No, but kick the PAT. Stop chasing. What did that guy say, Green Turtle? we got to stop chasing the damn points. Yep. <laughs> the Steelers are just Smart trying to run the score. Mike Tomlin doesn't trust kickers. Yeah, you guys have a bad history of that. Next Even though you guys just made the yeah, seven, seven, seven field goals seven yesterday. He doesn't trust them. <laughs> Doesn't, he doesn't trust kickers. Um, all right, so the next one we got, what is the best holiday movie? Mm. A, a Christmas Story. Home Alone 2. Oh, yeah, Christmas Story. That's that's such a classic. I'm taking Christmas Vacation. I don't uh, think it's Christmas, Christmas Vacation. vacation. I just watched that the other day. It's it's so Chevy three. Chase knows. Home oh, Alone genius. I Shout out to Macaulay Culkin. That's crazy crackheaded ass. <laughs> the, the, Gris, the Griswolds have the best vacations. They're ever. hilarious. Oh. What are you saying, Tyler? Are you going with Christmas Vacation? Yeah, that's what I just said. I Shut know. up. <laughs> Pay attention to me. No, but you're annoyed by you. All right. Um, good. <laughs> so the Unlimited had a good feature yesterday. I watched a little bit with Common and Serena Williams. She was upset about not being compared to the greatest athletes of all time. Do you think it has to do with race or gender or her sport or a culmination of maybe some of them? Race and gender combined. It's like I've met Con- uh, Comments once. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I met him about John Wall. Yeah, I would definitely say it's a combination of all three, but probably mainly the woman and the tennis thing. I don't know about tennis. But, but like, the black thing, I think, matters a lot because it is tennis. Like, if she was playing a different sport, then the black thing wouldn't really matter as much, but, like, because it is tennis, I think it's. I don't think it's tennis. I think I think it's just tennis because people are readily able to admit that LeBron James would be like the best athlete ever. Yeah, yeah but the, yeah, he, but back to comparing him to Roger Federer here. We yeah, exactly. obviously know LeBron is way say, better, but she's so, the best woman at like the best 20, woman 20, athlete, the best woman athlete, but not the best overall athlete. But when ESPN did a ranking of athletes, Roger Federer was in their final eight. 
And, and, LeBron, and, and like LeBron, a long time, and LeBron was in that. And LeBron that was just like ten years ago. up there with her. So I think it honestly, I, I, don't know. I think, I think it's woman. tennis. I would agree too. I would say a lot of it. My honest assessment is woman in tennis because the platform for African American athletes is just so huge oh, now. Yeah. It's it's not really holding a lot of them back. For you know the megastars. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it still matters in yeah. tennis. Yeah, I mean it might matter in tennis, a sport that you know is hoity-toity a mm. little bit. But I mean honestly, you can call me sexist if you want, but I don't care about I will. tennis. I don't care about tennis. Yeah, men's I don't, I don't, or women's. I don't care about tennis. Am I inclined to maybe watch you know, Dojkovic versus Federer for the finals of Wimbledon? Yes. Do I watch Serena Williams? Yeah, because she, you know she's one of the best athletes of all time. But anybody else, I'm not watching tennis, and that's where part of it goes. Yeah, I don't see everybody her. watches basketball. Everybody watches football. Nobody watches. Where tennis. is she getting this inferiority complex from? A lot of people say she's the best athlete of all time. I mean, I'm ready. To, I'm not going to say she's the best, but she's in the. But conversation. I'm just saying she's in the conversation. That so what? So what? What is, what is she bitching and moaning for? Twenty-two titles. That's a lot of money. Typical that's woman. A lot of money to be bitching about. T- 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 Katie T- Ledecky, best female. Typical woman, man. Lats. 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 <laughs> All right, attitude, baby. Good little thing. Um, next one we got. Do you still believe in Santa Claus? Yes. Why or why not? No, because I'm Jewish now. What's there to believe in? <laughs> Are you serious? I, yes, yeah, because I, I call my mom believe. kissing Santa. Oh. Mm. Who loves Santa? How did Teacup feel about that? He, he joined in. Whoa. <laughs> nice. Oh, that boy Teacup. Shout out to Teacup. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no as well, but I mean, it kind of makes you wonder when you see those hundreds of dollars under the tree sometimes of where all that money comes from. <laughs> when yeah. we're in a recession, yeah, my parents can't afford that. <laughs> or when we were in a recession, it's just kind of a head scratcher. Um, J. Cole album review. I'm gonna go ahead and give it an eight. Uh, I know there's a lot of people on the internet for some reason that are just obsessed with with fire rap for some reason. I mean, dumb bitches can't twerk to it. Exactly. But there's that. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of hype tracks that come out this year, but this kind of just follows the trend of the big three that I've been following. You had Drake with his views that wasn't, you know, the normal fiery rap stuff that we're used to, was more reality based. Kendrick Lamar's The Pimple Butterfly, same stuff. Uh, You know, really inward journey of the rapper growing up, you know, his struggles in society. J. Cole, same thing here, talking about where he's come from and, you know, his day to day life and what it's like to be him and his people. So, I mean, I, I think it was a really good album. It was, you know, I wouldn't say it's eye-opening, because I can't really relate to a lot of things that he talks about, but it was certainly real as fuck, and that's mm-hmm. all you can expect from a J. Cole album. I get an 8.7. Very exact, Alec. I was going to go 7.7. Yeah, yeah, I would give it a 7, only because I realized today I'm already, like, over it. Like I was, I was like listening today, and I was like, "It's already, <laughs> it's already happy. worn off." I'm giving it an eight point five. Me growing up in you know the hood, the slums, I've been through a lot of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had you know, the, 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 the neighbors thought I sold dope, sold dope. <laughs> so, and motherfucker, I was, but it's good. Not as good as four still traffic. No, I agree. All right, uh, last one on the gritty finish, then we got tracks of the week. We got, should Marvin Lewis be fired, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals? Yes. I, I don't know how he's still like, job. six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a slightly more mediocre, he's like a slightly better Jeff Fisher, honestly. Yeah, slightly better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jeff Fisher is a football guy. He is a football he guy. Is Marvin Lewis is not a football guy. Not at all. Alright, so last but not least, our tracks of the week. I'll get us started. I'm going with the last track in the title track, For Your Eyes Only, Eight Minutes of the Truth. 
The truth, yes. Nathan? Uh, I didn't know we were doing this. Next. The Ocean by Led Zeppelin. God damn it. Pick something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going sweet, sweet Travis Scott. Just pick something, John. Just pick something. Yay, yay, by Schoolboy. Came on in the gym today, and it was got me hot. Yay, 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 Landslide, most depressing song. I don't listen to that song anymore because it gets me to a place I don't want to go. It's a great place. I don't want to listen. So dark. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Great Sports Podcast. Bring me back at some point in the next uh, week or so. We'll be talking uh, MVPs. We'll have a state year case segment. We're also going to start previewing the college football playoff so it's about to be that time of the year, gentlemen. So Thanks, everybody, for listening. Roll time. And, uh, I'm pretty sure Tyler has something to say. I love you. Right. I love you. Have a wonderful